0: Hey, this is Taylor, this is Jake, and this is Dan, and this is Unicorn Finders, where we are on the search to illuminate the elusive unicorn factor in everyday people, businesses, and relationships. Hope you enjoy. Alrighty, alrighty. What's going on? Y'all happy Thursday. It's great to see y'all. Hey, hey. <laughs> when, when I say it's great to see y'all, like it, it takes always a few minutes to get people here. So when I say see y'all, I mean Dan and Corey. So Dan and Corey, yeah. it's been a little while. It's been it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Um, so Unicorn Finders for those of you, <clears throat> for those of you who are tuning in now or in the future, you're probably like, what is this thing with like unicorns and dudes and and I'll give you an overview. Basically, Dan, uh, Jake, and I. Jake is not here; he's flying back uh, uh, from California today. Um, Dan, Jake, and I are good friends outside of work. And so when COVID hit in March of 2020, we were like, we need an excuse to hang out. And Corey, you can attest to this. Like most dudes we kind of need an excuse to hang out with each other, right? Like most guys, like we don't really like, I, I do have to say, I'm, I'm not saying this because Dan's on the podcast with me. I'm saying this because Dan is great at this. Dan is probably one of the few friends that like would actually just reach out to me just to hang out, to not have like plans. Like that's, that's Dan. Dan's just that great. Not essential. Yeah. I'm, I'm terrible at that. Like I'm <laughs> like, you got to have a purpose in my life. That sounds terrible, but I'm just being honest and open. <laughs> um, and so this podcast has allowed Jake Dan and I to stay connected for the last three years um, and so now what we do is we uncover companies and products doing really cool shit that you probably haven't heard of yet. So yeah. love it on today, Elixir Excited kombucha. to be here. Yeah, yeah. So Corey, why don't you give a quick background about yourself and, and Elixir and then um, Dan, Dan can see off the first question.
1: Yeah, for sure. So hey, Corey Wood, co-founder and CEO of Elixir Kombucha. Uh, for those that don't know, kombucha is a probiotic, delicious, uh, if you make it right, uh, fermented tea beverage uh, with over 2,000 years of history. Uh, We launched Elixir uh, in 2016 right here in Louisville, our hometown. Uh, Louisville and Kentucky uh, broadly has its own rich history of fermentation. Um, Most people are familiar with the products that I'm talking about. Uh, Kentucky bourbon is, you know, Mm -hmm. world, world renowned. But uh, so, you know, we're doing our own special type of fermentation here in Louisville. The ingredients that make kombucha are super simple, uh, water, tea, sugar, and a living culture called a SCOBY, which we can get into later, but uh, producing consistent and delicious kombucha is uh, anything but simple. Um, so we've spent the last seven years becoming an expert in in the craft of, of, of kombucha fermentation, obsessing over gut health and f- fermentation in general, uh, improving our product in the marketplace. So... We're really excited to be here. Uh, You've caught us at an interesting time. Um, We're in between two facilities because we're fundraising and we're expanding this summer um, and got a lot of exciting things on the horizon. So yeah, stoked to be here, guys.
2: So how did you go about starting this company? Obviously, you were a fan of kombucha before, I presume. Um, How did you go about to say, hey, you know, we've been drinking kombucha. We like it. We like the, the flavor profile. We like the added additional health benefits. But but where does it go from? I really enjoy this to actually wanting to create, uh, a, a company around it. Especially because if my, uh, understanding of your your background is is you weren't in the kombucha world beforehand.
1: Yeah, uh, took kind of an interesting path to becoming a CPG founder. Um, you know, our obsession. I say our so elixir is myself and my wife and co-founder danielle she's chief product officer all the recipes uh are are from her brain she's you know Mm -hmm. she's got a real a real gift and and incredibly uh uh um her her palate is just incredible and her her sense of judgment on on flavors uh is i'm super lucky to have her as a co-founder i'll I'll say that um so that grapefruit kombucha that your that your girlfriend really Mm -hmm. likes that's that that is an award-winning uh, flavor that she that she launched. We launched that one in 2018, um, and yeah, won an award last year, a Kombucha Cup. But going back to your question, we we became obsessed with gut health um, in 2013. Prior to that, we had careers in healthcare. Um, we both went to University of Louisville together. I studied nursing. She studied exercise physiology. She went into personal training and biometric screening. So. Uh, we have a deep uh, passion for for health and nutrition and, you know, the science behind, you know, disease processes and, um, and, you know, optimizing and improving, you know, lifestyle and diet and nutrition to extend your health span. Um, so that's our background, and that became an obsession with gut health in 2013 when, My, uh, my aunt shout out to aunt chair. Uh, she is a hoop teacher and yoga instructor in Knoxville. Um, many people's intro to kombucha is, uh, you know, kombucha's been around for over two thousand years kind but of in that ecosystem let's just say yeah that. exactly I'm yeah nice say,
0: hippie yeah. I mean I hate saying like hippie dippy, like you know hey, with old
1: hands and- yeah no judgment and like she yeah. yeah so uh she yeah my hippie aunt essentially who was <laughs> you know brewing the stuff in in her closet gifted us with a kombucha culture back in 2013 um we' tried some of her home brew I, I was instantly hooked Danielle took a little while to come around to it but she gifted us a culture. We started brewing it at home. Um, and you know, we kind of had a vague understanding of probiotics at the time, but essentially we, we started home brewing. My cousin has some serious gut health issues. And so we basically mm. gave him all of our home brew at the time. And even though it didn't taste great, uh, it really right. helped his symptoms. Mm-hmm. So we That's knew awesome. that was kind of an aha moment for us. We knew that there was something interesting, you know, in this, this product and, now, you know, fast forward uh, 10 years now, uh, we launched wow. the product, launched the product in 2016, you know, so we had three years of homebrewing under our belts, didn't really consider it uh, as, as a business until a business opportunity just kind of by good fortune fell into our laps in, mm-hmm. in late 2015. So I mean, now here we are 10 years later. Uh, it's been, you know, it's been a grind and we can get into like the, you know, the ups and downs of, of growing a beverage company um, mm-hmm. in, in, this, in this industry. But um, yeah, we're really excited. The the future is bright. We've got a lot of of low-hanging fruit and opportunity uh, on the horizon for Elixir.
0: So it's so funny. Kevin comes in here and goes, "I brewed my own kombucha in my closet for years." There we go. Mm -hmm. pH strips are your friend. So let me. So so let's. That kind of goes into kind of the origin story. Like, talk about kind of the process. I know you choose louisville water for a specific reason again i'm gonna say this this is not a paid ad they are not paying <laughs> me uh this is good i do not like kombucha this is i am serious i like so i i told corey this i said i said i was gonna try this live i was gonna try this live oh for the first, first time. time oh yeah, okay high stakes man <laughs> i was like i can't because
1: what if right. i it
0: so yeah. i opened it up before the call and now I love it. So I kind of wish I did it live, but it's really good, Corey. So, so, so let's talk well, about the pH strips and the OG story about just creating what you guys have done.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, 2013 started home brewing over the, over the, you know, the next couple of years, we kind of, you know, honed in our craft, made some interesting flavor profiles, just kind of based on what was in the fridge. Cause mm-hmm. you know, like I said, kombucha is, it's a simple, it's a simple process, uh, simple ingredients water, tea, sugar, and that living culture, which is a starter liquid, similar to like a sourdough starter or a vinegar starter. Um, it's a liquid that you inoculate a batch of sweet tea with. And, you know, you, you can do this on your counter in your closet like Kevin. Uh, and, you know, you put a cloth over top of it. You wanna keep it semi-warm and out of, out of direct sunlight. And after, you know, seven, 10, 14, depending on what your palate prefers, um, days or, you know, three weeks or more, you end up with a, you know, a low calorie probiotic and organic acid rich, uh, product that's semi-sweet, semi-sour, and then you can flavor it however you like. Um, so, you know, I mentioned earlier, we've got the grapefruit, uh, flavor, uh, Taylor, you've got the blueberry pomegranate right there. Blueberry pomegranate was our original flavor that we launched with in 20, uh, 2016, Um, we've got grapefruit hibiscus and orange peel, pineapple, ginger, lavender, lemonade. And, you know, so this summer we're actually, we've had to delay the release of it because of our our capacity issues, but we have a summer seasonal called watermelon crush. It's watermelon hibiscus and lime. lime. Yeah. I'll send you guys some Mm. when we finally have some cans in stock. I'll send you some. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a simple, yeah, you know what ahead.
0: we need? We need an affiliate link. We need like a Unicorn Finders <laughs> affiliate code, um, discount code, and so we can just uh, so I can just start because because I'm just on lives
1: all day at least. Yeah, yeah. We can just start. It's I bad love bad it. Choice. There you go. All right, now it's yeah. Let's make it official. It wasn't a paid ad before, but we can do it. Yeah, well, <laughs> let's make it a paid
0: ad. <laughs> Um, Oh, look, look who it is. Brandon Arve. Shout out, Brandon. What's up, Brandon? Um, So, um, so, so I I do want to read this real quick, Corey. So I I make individuals fill out this, this, um, this questionnaire and it said, you know, what makes your company a unicorn? Um, Mm -hmm. Talked about Kentucky limestone. And then you said, we'd rather leave money on the table than sacrifice what makes elixir so special. And our fans can't get enough elixir sales. Velocities are seven X the national average all without marketing and trade spend.
1: Talk about your growth, man. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Thank you. Um yeah, so you mentioned Kentucky limestone filtered water. We really we think that that's our our competitive advantage. You know, uh Kentucky water has been said, it, you know, that it makes corn grow taller, bourbon taste better and horses run faster. So um and it's it's the it's the essential the base ingredient of our product is is the water. And so you know, we're really lucky to be in the place that we are. Um, and, you know, on top of that, the Louisville water company is, it's world renowned for a reason that, you know, the, the water that comes right out of the taps is just delicious and, and, you know, perfectly balanced. So uh, it plays an essential role in, in, you know, the process of, of how we make our, our product. And, and yeah, so when we hit these capacity issues, which, you know, 2022, 20, uh, we switched to cans, we're able to ship nationwide, uh, that kind of became an inflection point uh, for us. S- Whole Foods reached out to us last summer and shared with us some sales data that just kind of blew us away. Because you know we j- we have stayed so product focused since the beginning, just like trying to hone in uh, the you know the the best tasting kombucha that we can. That the sales and marketing we knew would come would come at some point, but we've had this uh, since we switched to cans. We've had this market demand that you know exceeds our ba- uh, ability to, uh, to fulfill. Um, and so yeah, the Whole Foods local uh, forager is what they call him, but he, he's, a, he's a regional kombucha buyer essentially kind of keeping an eye on how all the kombucha is moving across the region. He visited our facility and shared with us that Elixir uh, is selling by SKU uh, the number one, two, and three best-selling local-based kombucha in the entire Whole Foods Midwest. And our jaws, oh. you know, hit the table. Like, you yeah. know, we 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 had, like I said, have been just, just so focused on on making a dope product. And you know, word of mouth marketing has, you know, become our our the you know the biggest way that that Elixir has kind of uh, that the brand awareness has spread. Um, and so, if the product tastes good, you know, beverage is king in, in, in CPG. Uh, or I'm sorry, taste is king uh, in CPG. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's really what what brings consumers back to the shelf is if the stuff tastes good, um, and they connect with the brand. You know that that's part of it too. But yeah, so we've we've been like really floored by you know how well our product is selling out in the market without without really much of any advertising or, or trade spend at all. So we're, we've kind of leveraged that opportunity to approach some distributors. So now we've onboarded with with two national distributors. And uh, we've, we're fundraising for our expansion this summer um, and we can get into, you know, kind of how we're, we're going to approach expansion later on. It's it's going to be a little bit unconventional because we've seen a lot of companies mm-hmm. raise a ton of money mm-hmm. and try and go to all doors at once. And right. if they don't have the sales velocities, then that's just, you know, unless you have a ton of capital behind you that you can, you know, outspend your competitors, then that's, that's not a winning formula. Um, so we're really heavily focused on velocities and, and yeah, so our our sales velocities right now in Whole Foods are twenty one, which is uh, which might not mean anything to anybody, but uh, it doesn't. Okay, so <laughs> it, let's let's get granular. So uh, so twenty one is the units per skew per store per week. So that blueberry pomegranate okay. can that you've got there um, is in a slot right at uh, Whole yeah. Foods, and how many units we're selling out of that slot per week per store? Is a metric that the that brands and you know and retail buyers use to judge uh, the the performance of a product. So is, is, is that above national, average? National so average is three. Sorry, national average is three. We're moving twenty one. Um, yeah. So uh, can you? I'm sorry.
2: Can you break that down for me? So if you sure. are, if Dan's have, the math guy. No. Yeah. If you have the blueberry pomegranate in one row, you're yeah. selling out of that row twenty one times a week. So no, we're moving 20, 20, we're moving million.
1: 21 individual cans yeah, out gotcha. of that row, uh, per, per store gotcha. per week. And we're doing uh, gotcha. the same, we're doing the same, like on average. So it's not exactly 21 right, for sure. every SKU, yeah. but on average, uh, we're moving, you know, per flavor, we're moving 21 individual units off of that shelf per store per week, which, That's you know, incredible. is, yeah, if the national average is three, um, You know, like like I said, we were we were surprised to hear that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. wait a
1: minute, this isn't us. You got somebody else mixed up. Yeah, exactly. So we're able to basically now take that data and go into other Whole Foods and say, hey, here's here's how we're performing. You know, can you make a a spot for us on the shelf because this product is going to move.
2: I want to, I want to, I'm fascinated. We might take up another two hours of conversation. Yeah, <laughs> of no, a lot of fun Because there, there's so much to it. Right. But I, I want to go back. I know you, you created obviously a great product. You were homebrewing this stuff at home. You've not done any real seemingly any real marketing other than word of mouth stuff. But how did you get from, I'm brewing this stuff in my closet or wherever to getting it into Whole Foods? Because that's that's not easy, right? There's there's steps in between. How did you guys go about building an actual business to a point where not only can, is a buyer from Whole Foods interested, but now I've got to work with creating or you know, um, manufacturing distribution, making sure that we have a consistent product that's available so it's not getting sold out so we can still keep pushing products and they're not bottlenecks. How did you guys, Figure that piece out from mm. a
1: nursing and exercise science background. Um, to tell you it's a work in progress would be understating it. Uh, yeah. We're still figuring it out. Um, you know, if you were to take a peek behind the hood right now, because we're in between facilities, um, we've maxed out, beyond maxed out our our uh, our ability to uh, for capacity in our current space, which is a shared kitchen incubator in West Louisville. We've been there for mm. over seven years now. And um, and, you know, we kind of when we hit our inflection point last year and hit that capacity, we reached out to banks, uh, you know, to try and like fund an expansion those, you know, a lot of flowery promises, but uh, ultimately kind of led to dead ends. Uh, you know, they wanted us to put assets that we didn't. You know, put assets up as collateral that we really don't have because we put everything into the company. Yeah. Um, and so we reached a dead end uh, as far as that goes. So we then pivoted to, uh, you know, to a, uh, a, a raising on a safe note. And you know, exchanging future equity uh, for for uh, for capital, and some strategic partners have come along alongside with that too. There's now a crowdfunding uh, piece which we can maybe talk about a little bit later. For um, sure. Yeah, we're, we're raising through through WeFunder right now, uh, and the, the campaign is still open. So, um, but yeah, so as far as uh, you know, you know, building it and and being able to keep up with yeah, the manufacturing, the distribution, the sales, and and marketing pieces. It, we're still, it, we're a small team. We wear many hats mm-hmm. and we're still kind of putting all those things together and really just, you know, uh, I've heard this expression before. So it's not, this is not, you know, to me, but, um, you know, we're, we're building the plane as, as it's flying essentially. Um, so for better, for better or worse, yeah, that's that's how we're going about it right now. Yeah, if you were to take a peek behind the hood, you would see that currently with our just our current customer Maybe base, are, Airlines. Hey, hey, I know. Seriously, I, sometimes it feels like that. Uh, we're we're three weeks behind on our current customers because our oh, wow. just our current customers are drinking more of the product, which is a great you know it's a great problem to Seven have. Seven times but, more. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's a great problem to have, but we have had to say you know sorry, please bear with us. Um, you know, uh, a, a lot recently. But the good news is, we we're at the tail end of our our fundraise. Equipment is in the new space; it's getting set up. Uh, I'm actually after this interview, I'm going to be putting on my my uh, the clothes that I don't care to get dirty, and I'll be in the basement of our new space, hanging uh, piping for our packaging tanks. Uh, so um, yeah, you know, it the is man, what it is, talents. man. Yeah, well, I, no, if we luckily I've got a great team. Uh, so my wife is, you know, Good she's head of, head of product. Um, Patrick, he is a, what he calls himself a recovering engineer. Um, and, you know, he he was in the, in, he was mechanical engineer, spent 12 years in that industry and just kind of, he's a generalist at heart. So the special, the specialization that it took to, to do what he did uh, didn't really bring him much fulfillment. So he jumped out of that industry and into the startup world. And we've been buddies for a long time. So, uh, so he's now working with us and he's got, an engineer's brain, but he's also got a generalist kind of personality. So uh, he, you know, he's really figuring out uh, a, a lot of the the logistics of getting a lot of this equipment hooked up. And I'm just the grunt worker. I climb up on the ladder and, you know, and, and crimp the clamps for him. And, and you know, he, he, but he's the one that's got all the designs uh, figured out. So, we, and then we've got Lisa in production as well. She, she's the only reason that when orders get delivered on time, uh, they do is, is because of her. So I've got a great team around me. Um, and, you know, I, I really, you know, we, we couldn't do it without, without our incredible, uh, incredible employees. So, uh, so yeah, this summer is going to be wild guys. I mean uh, things have never been busier, uh, but we're, we're really energized by it. <laughs> so we're
2: going to water, we're going to watermelon crush this
1: summer. You know what I mean?
2: Um, yeah. Hey. So I, I want to ask, uh, I, I am uh, notoriously, not a kombucha fan i have tried I, t- I tried yours it's just not my flavor profile and that's okay right the same no way i'm not a uh um a big tequila drinker right i me would me either. Drink i'm not eating tequila i'm not either um, my wife is but there. but i do understand uh why somebody would love your product right and and like we were talking about earlier my girlfriend's a huge kombucha fan and this is is one of her favorites um i want to ask about the industry though uh it seems pretty segmented uh it seems pretty regional too am i correct in that in that there's not one huge there's no coke or pepsi of kombucha right
1: well um, uh
2: i know mother kombucha is like big here in florida but i don't know yeah
1: the mother mother kombucha is doing great stuff yeah, uh, Mother Kombucha is doing great stuff in Florida. Uh, Taylor, you've got Walker Brothers in your backyard. Uh, they're in Nashville. Actually, they're my awesome. wife's
0: got some Walker Brothers in the refrigerator. So I okay, guess yeah. kombucha. Yeah,
1: Luke and his team, they're making some great stuff. They're in the hard kombucha space as well. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, you've got a lot of these like uh, local and and starting to like grow into regional kind of brands like the ones we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's not a whole lot between that and these like top tier brands. Um, we're talking like, you know, GT's kombucha, which has roughly 60% market share. You guys have seen their bottles oh, that okay. they say synergy, uh, kombucha on them. Mm. Um, so yeah, they've got 60% market share. Uh, they are the top dogs in, in the okay. industry and they're, you know, uh, they're a, a big inspiration to us. Like they were our, the first commercial kombucha brand that we kind of fell in love with was GT's. Their mystic mango flavor was like the first kombucha I ever a uh, commercial kombucha I ever actually you know enjoyed. Um, and now you know we, so we do have some of these top tier brands. you got GTs and Health Aid kombucha, Brew Doctor is another Cavita uh, kombucha which got purchased by Pepsi in 2016. Um, those are all out on the west coast and yeah, so now you have this like these multinational corporations that are kind of taking, uh, taking note of what's happening in kombucha and are starting to get involved. Uh, you know, for better or worse. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, there's not a whole a whole lot of like um, those like mid sized uh, brands. It's either like generally like kind of locally and slash regionally focused, and then and then the big national brands. Um, but you know, there's a lot of uh, opportunity, and especially in the Midwest, for uh, you know a brand to kind of become that. That you know, kind of dominant, le- leading regional type brand, um, and we plan for it to be Elixir. <laughs> I love that, uh, and, and that's what I—that's
2: where I was kind of going. I didn't—I didn't know that the you said it was GT. Is that what it was? GTs, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, GTs. So I, 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 I notably don't spend a ton of time in the kombucha aisle, but I think I know who you're talking about. But does that make without? Obviously, they're they're a big um, you know big brand, but let's just say for the most part, it's pretty regionally based. Does that make growing easier? Does it make it harder? Oh, yeah, uh, what that. what is it like to to grow in that space um, when you're competing against a lot of companies that are probably not super well-known a lot of companies especially over the last i'll say decade or so fighting in a what seems to be a, a rapidly growing space but still space not a lot of people talk about what what does it look like for you guys in in your go-to-market and in trying to to fight for that unknown component um is it flavor profile is it can design is it product placement what are those things that you look for as you guys are growing
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, great question. And we, we we certainly don't have it all figured out, um, but I'll do my best to answer. Um, you know, so like I said before, in beverage taste is king. So once we can get the early trial that uh, consumer did, to give us a shot for the first time, which to be honest with you, we're kind of, um, we're kind of at a loss for why people might choose Elixir over some Mm -hmm. of these other top tier brands, because from a price standpoint, we are a premium product, right? Um, we are, you know, we're priced higher on the shelf. Yeah. Our, you know, our flavors, um, are, are interesting and, and, you know, and pretty approachable and our branding is clean and you can understand it. And, you know, kudos to our, our, um, uh, the, the guy that designed our, our can Brian Todd, he's local right here in Louisville. Um, so he's made our, our can look, look great on the shelf. Um, So it does draw the eye. Um, Our flavor profiles are interesting, but really the, the aha moment for our consumers are when they crack that can open and they, they taste how delicious and approachable the kombucha Mm. actually, actually is. Um, So we say that's, you know, that's kind of our core competency is, is uh, you know, because of our hyper obsession with, with the product itself Um, it's, you know, that consumer experience is, uh, is, 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 is key. And that's, what's keeping our, our customers, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I'm coming back to the shelf for Elixir and spending maybe an extra 60 cents to a dollar, even sometimes, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just to, to choose Elixir over some of these larger brands that have economies of scale and, you know, big multinational, uh, you know, uh, conglomerates and the resources behind, Mm -hmm. behind them. But, but really like, for instance, uh, you know, if you were to do a blind taste test uh, with Elixir uh, and some other products out there, some of which the big brands, uh, you know, some of the big brands there, there's a difference in, in the manufacturing process that actually um, that, that uh, translates to a difference in flavor profile. So, you know, if you were to try uh, a, a bottle of Cavita kombucha and we don't we don't throw shade at, at, at many brands, but, you know, Pepsi, Pepsi. Bought Kavita, so it feels okay to punch up every once in a while. Uh, If you you were to, if if you were to do a side uh, side by side with, uh, you know, to try uh, a bottle of Kavita and uh, and a can of of elixir, because of the way that we manufacture our our products are so different. uh, You know, Kavita makes a uh, a pasteurized from concentrate kombucha, which you guys might not care what what that all means, but um, but it's it's a it's a very fast and shelf stable way of making of uh, a, a product and they dose it with a proprietary probiotic during the bottling process, you know, whereas we uh, take a, you know, traditionally fermented uh, raw unpasteurized route, um, yeah, which takes time and the fermentation mm-hmm. process takes, you know, you can't rush it, you you, you know, just like Kentucky bourbon, you, can, you can't mm. speed up the process, like the it's worth right. the wait. Um, and if you put those side by side and did a blind taste test, you would, you would know which one is the traditionally fermented product and which one is the mm-hmm. raw, which one is the, you know, uh, kombucha, the, uh, kombucha from concentrate pasteurized mm-hmm. product. It, it translates in the flavor profile. And I think, you know, the raw and pasteurized product is, is a product that, um, that consumers prefer to the other stuff that's more processed. Um, and, Kavita, you know, word on the street is that they're experiencing this problem. You know, they got purchased by Pepsi. They were able to plug into their distribution network. Exponential growth happened. You know, the hockey stick that everybody Mm -hmm. likes to see. Get in all the distribution points that, you know, Pepsi could leverage. Um, And but then when it came time to get repeat customers um, and getting people to come back and reach for that Mm -hmm. bottle again and again, the customer's weren't there. So we're hearing that they're experiencing some slippage, uh, in the marketplace. Um, and I think mm. it's a testament to, you know, to h- how these products are made. Like, uh, like I said, the, the traditional route, this, you know, this ancient craft that has 2000 years of history of, of kombucha fermentation. Um, it's, you know, it is uh, preserving. That is like our ultimate core value, um, uh, at our company. And I think it translates to the taste. And consumers love it. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. So,
0: uh, so I do. I want to be respectful for everyone's time. We're already at the end of thirty. I knew this would happen. Corey, super stoked. Real quick, Emmett comes in. What's your
1: favorite, Corey? What's your favorite flavor? We didn't even ask you this backstage. Do you have a favorite? Uh, So I think right now, of all of our current flavors that are out in the market, uh, I think grapefruit is probably my favorite. It's summertime. We've been making palomas with the grapefruit kombucha. Um, there's a, there's a non-alcoholic tequila that's made here, uh, in Kentucky called Naked Lady. And we've been using that product a lot with our grapefruit kombucha. So, uh, a little bit of lime juice and agave, Naked Lady tequila and grapefruit kombucha with, you know, lime, the lime the glass with salt or tahini. It, it's an incredible, uh, incredible beverage. Um, so we've been Man. making a lot of those recently. Uh, so I think grapefruit is, is probably the one, but, you know, next month we're going to be releasing our watermelon crush and if you ask me in a month it'll probably be watermelon (laughs) um last question because i do want to leave it up i I do want you do a little
0: promotion here so obviously if if i go to your website um elixir Mm -hmm. kombucha.com talk about um head over to WeFunder to join our community of 100 investors can you talk about that how can people invest um just kind of break that down real quick and we'll we'll end it here
1: Yeah, all right. Sounds great. Um, So yeah, we were at the tail end of our fundraise. Um, We have raised some funds from uh, some traditional institutions. Uh, We have a a key lead uh, angel investor that is really well known here in Louisville and and Kentucky abroad, uh, Gil Holland. Um, He's done some incredible stuff, community developing and and on the East Market District, uh, which is now affectionately called Nulu, um, you know, he was a key driver of that uh, the, the, the revitalization of that area. He's doing the same thing in Portland and West Louisville now, which is where we're setting up our next manufacturing facility. Um, so yeah, we have we have some institutional backing, some angel investor backing, and now there's this crowdfunding piece um, where we have you know our friends, our family, our, our customers. Ah, uh, former colleagues, you know pre- nurses that I used to work with at at Jewish Hospital in downtown Louisville are now investing in Elixir because you know I used to bring them bottles of our our homebrew for them to try and give me flavor, you know, give me uh, taste testing notes, and and now they they are you know official partners in 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 Elixir kombucha. So and anyone is welcome to join. You know, it's for as little as a hundred bucks, you can own a piece of Elixir cool. um, just by going to our website, clicking the invest tab, and it'll shoot you over to the WeFunder. And really, like, the whole campaign is there. We've got a nice video at the top that kind of explains the opportunity. Um, and all of our financials are on there. So, you know, we had to get over the, you know, the odd feeling of being completely transparent and opening our books. It's, it's all on there. You guys can go in and see, like, you know, how much we've done in revenue, like what our gross margins are and what the opportunities are um, that we're facing uh, here, here in, in the next, you know, uh six months to a couple of years like yeah. there's a lot of low-hanging fruit for elixir out there our wait list has never been been longer we have some exciting strategic partnerships that we're going to be launching some co-branded kombuchas with 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 some uh with the unicorn some interesting fast growing oh okay <laughs> hey, yeah let's do it guys yeah. uh, let's do it yeah. i feel
0: like a lavender i'm trying to think of our
1: colors like a lavender mm. or something I don't, know. I don't know okay we'll figure H- it hit out. me up yeah hit me up let's do this Uh, yeah, we, we literally, we bought, intentionally bought a small packaging tank for the new facility so that we could do, you know, one-off experimentals do, you know, kind of take some risks, uh, and, and, and make some, you know, some things that aren't on the, on the market yet that, uh, you know, may or may not work, but, you know, it's all, we're tinkerers, we're curious uh, at heart and, um. And so we're excited to get into this new space and really like kind of spread our wings and see what we're we're truly made of. And anybody's welcome to join the the WeFunder stays live until the end of July, so come on board.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, y'all, thank you again for hanging out with us today. Corey, stay on real quick so we can say bye to you backstage. Let's but y'all, thank you again. Check out Elixir Kombucha, um, and uh, we'll uh, we'll work on an affiliate link and throw that up there for maybe maybe a little bit off your your price. So go invest, and um, we'll see y'all next week.
1: Thanks, guys. Thanks, Corey. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to this episode of the Unicorn Finders. If you found any of that interesting or helpful at all, please share it with your friends. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or want to be a part of our podcast, be sure to email us at info at com.
2: And while you're at it, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe us five stars and share it with a friend of two. We'll see you next week.